Welcome to episode 150 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In El Camino a Alicante. I am Scott Prime. <laughs> I don't know why you're And going. with me for so many episodes. <laughs> I would say at least Steve 150. Steve Campbell. Yeah. How's it's it more than 150 though, my friend. Oh, I know it is. Yeah. We have made it as long as Marvel Team Up did. It made it to issue 150 before being replaced with Web of Spider-Man number one the following month. I did not know that bit. I did. I learned that this weekend. Oh, huh. okay. Well, that's cool. Not relevant to much, but I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Did you know the Thing series, Marvel 2-in-1, that lasted 100 epi- or hundred issues? issues? Yeah. It was immediately replaced with the Thing number one. Yeah, I knew that. And that you lasted okay. 32 issues, I think. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. I like that series. Well, if you can't tell, well, we've decided to drop Blood Bowl and become a uh, <laughs> podcast about comic books. Since some Only of old you... comics from yes. the 70s and 80s to show how aged we really are. That is all I am currently collecting. I did read some <laughs> modern comics at your house. So that was awesome. That is cool. Um, what'd you read? You gave them to me. It was the Human Target. It was the new series. I know. I wanted. I don't know. You how, to I don't know I how. Yeah, I don't know how old they are. It was like, oh, they're only about a year old. They wrapped okay. up. It was last year type deal. I should probably pick those up. Um, I really enjoyed them. So everybody, we're here to talk about Blood Bowl, if it's your first time joining us, and we're at 150, which is amazing to think about. Yeah. It's weird. It's also weird, right? Because that's like one of those numbers, because we're comic book guys, that like, this would be like a double-sized issue, or an oversized (laughs) issue, or, you know, something crazy like that. And it still might be oversized by the time we're done recording. I don't know about oversized. Oversized for us would be about five hours. (laughs) I mean, okay, that's we, fair. we can easily do two to three hours just BSing. Now, we don't always that's do true. that, but we can. Depends on the day. Well, recently, I got to see Steve. He flew into Oklahoma City, not for Oklahoma Bowl, to no. visit. Yeah. And and hang out with friends. And um, I'm sure if you're a long-time listener, you know our friend Brian passed away f- almost four years ago now. So mm-hmm. we make a, a habit of getting together at least once a year with all the friends and playing board games. So we'd normally do it over 4th of July, got pushed back a little bit because of job situations, but yeah, flew in, got to hung, hang out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, played a modicum amount of games, not a lot, but they were long, and had a great time. Yeah, we didn't, so I, I think last year we played close to... 18, 19 games, and I believe the year before that even, or was the year before in Stillwater? The year before was my in Stillwater, yeah. Okay. Last year was we played like twenty years, and then before that was Stillwater. Yeah, right. We played, I think, like 20-something games in Stillwater. Yeah. Uh, a lot of smaller games, though, too. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick games. And then last year, I think we played like, I want to say like 18, 17 games over the weekend. We and didn't play a, a, any small games, except the very last one. No, we did not. We we combined played 
13 games total if you played in every game uh, from Friday morning through Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to play in 12 of them. I think you played in about eight of them because you were Maybe. always the odd man out. So yeah. something like that. But I'd play the monsters uh, or I'd help with cards and stuff like that. And um, we played a lot of games that we tried to fit five to six people in, which meant meant things like Fortune and Glory, which is already a lot of... Um, <laughs> I love Fortune and Glory, but like I said, somebody asked me this weekend, what's one of your favorite board games? And I said, Fortune and Glory, and they go, oh, I'll write that down. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I cannot recommend it. <laughs> I love it, but I cannot recommend it because it's just a lot of steps. And with six people, it is a very tedious, super long game. So You know, really, we we need to just bite the bullet and start doing a podcast about board games. Even though we're not together and playing them all the time, you're playing them and... I can always be the gruff complainer. I'm good at that. <laughs> are you Are you like that? Well, I'm not typically the big gamer of the group. I just enjoy hanging out and playing games. So, Games are awesome, dude. You're the guy who doesn't think they playtest anything. <laughs> I, I think they... You're, uh, you're like... <laughs> anything that has four or more players where everyone plays differently and there's different win conditions... No, they're not balancing that out. They're just throwing it out there and going, there's enough ways for people to win. They'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. We, we disagree you can't highly t- on that. You can't tell me Flux is play-tested. That's a game that can last Flux. two seconds or <laughs> two millennia. Flux is not a game. Okay. Flux is not a game. I'm fine with Let's that. Let's just agree with that. All right. Oh, anyways, my uh, opening in Spanish... I'm le- trying to learn. I'm trying to get some Spanish in before I head out to Alicante next month, which is okay. like three weeks so, away. So you can you can proposition the hookers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Michael okay. speaks English, but I mean, I'm going to be around him anyways, so might as well see if I can get <laughs> a little Spanish in. Okay, all right. I mean, that's fair. Shout out to I, Michael I forgot. You, I forgot you're a big de- big time person going to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of us sit at home and, you know, get phone calls from our ex-wives, <laughs> you know, <laughs> griping about the kids, what well, stuff they should handle. If uh, someone would get their car totaled and use that money for plane tickets, you'd be fine. <laughs> no, no thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Hale. That was a nice surprise. You got your car totaled? Yeah. It hailed really bad one day and... uh I went to go get an estimate, and they're like, yeah, we're going to total it. I'm like, okay, cool. I got to keep the car, though. So, okay. No big deal. That's good. Just got some I guess extra I don't, money. I, may I guess not I don't remember it. this. I may not have mentioned it to you. That's okay. You've had a lot of stuff going on through life. And yeah. I think it's time we talk some Blood Bowl stuff. We got some goodies to talk about today, right? Do we? What goodies? I mean, just in general. All sorts of goodies. So what Scott's alluding to is, since this is episode 150, uh, we're going to reintroduce ourselves again. So the first segment, if you don't want to listen to us ramble on about ourselves and changes in our lives and stuff, you can skip on by. But we have noticed a big increase in new listeners, and we've been getting a lot of emails about people, you know, questions, and it seems a lot of it is, how do you run a tournament? Or how do you run a league? So we're not going to do solely that. Um, I believe Scott played some games of Gutter Bowl. We keep wanting to call it Gutter Ball. 
So yes, first segment I... we're going to reintroduce ourselves. Second segment we'll talk about his experiences with that, and then third segment we're going to talk about uh, the league there. You a little bit about my league, even though there's not much to talk about here, and then kind of just generalities of how to run a league. Sure, that sound pretty much what we're yeah. going to do. No, that's pretty much what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, So let's get started with it, okay? Okay. We'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. So I'm introducing ourselves again. Again. Yeah, I feel like we've done this a few times now, but at the same time, I realize like, when I find a new podcast, I usually will not go download 150 episodes. I might just right. listen to it from that point on. So there's stories and stuff I don't get or understand until I listen to it for a while. Yeah, so, and we obviously cannot encompass the full 150 episodes that we've done, but we kind of give a, a breakdown. We're not going to go into deep discussion, but just more of a general idea of ourselves. Uh, general ideal of ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, I've been playing blood bowl since my Lord, since a uh, ninth grade, which was a long, long time ago, 88, I believe, um, our buddy Gary Brown, who, if you came to the last critter bowl or maybe even Oklahoma bowl, or you see us traveling around, um, he's kind of been my sidekick lately since Steve has moved away mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> Gary had some cash. We were at this store called the Hobby Shop. Steve remembers it well. Crossroads Mall. If you yep. wanted to buy model airplanes that actually flew, or cars, or role-playing games, or miniature comics, games, they had anything. What's yeah. that? They had comics. They had war models. They had um, the guy from this island Earth, a Metaluna. Yeah, yeah. They had they had a phone everything. booth for, um, with, that had a. Cardboard cut out of Superman in it. So we were there and we ran across this game. Now at this time we have already played some role playing games and stuff like that. We were into sports because that's what we played in junior high and stuff like that. We ran across this game and there was a, a guy. It might have been. Do you remember Jim who used to own the other side? The other side comics. Yes, that guy. I don't remember, remember that. I can... Okay. Yeah. I believe he was working at the time. I could I could be wrong on this, but anyways, we we discovered Blood Bowl, and it was this expensive game. I think it was forty or fifty dollars at the time, Insane. which was a lot of money. Yep, <laughs> and it was everything little boys wanted. It was violence. It was sports. It was role playing. And we bought the box, or Gary bought the box. Uh, I heard his mother complaining about it, saying, like, I can't, don't spend all your money here. Don't listen to your friends. And here we are, (laughs) nearly 50 years old, and we still love Blood Bowl to this Mm -hmm. day. So I I think it was quite a a wonderful investment. Um, The original box had a styrofoam field. It had uh, 16 miniatures of uh, orcs. It had 16 miniatures of humans. This is the original box you bought. It's not the original box. I'm sorry. This is just making it's sure. really second. Yeah, it's second edition Blood Bowl. Yeah. It wasn't the original box. The original second edition box, though, had 16 models of orcs, all one pose, 16 models of humans, all one pose. 
and little numbers that you could stick onto these little bases and stuff. And that's what we did. And we never painted them. And we just used our imaginations, you know, like somebody would take the humans and go, oh, well, number 13 is my ogre. And you're just supposed to know that and stuff like that. And we rarely had any problems because we were young kids with great imaginations. And this um, was you, Gary, and your buddy, Robert, where right, you all split up every single team and ran a league. Yeah. So we looked in the back of the book and there was 40 teams and it was like, this is amazing, you know. 40 teams, I guess if we want to run a league, the NFL plays 16 games, and that's what these stats are showing in these standings. And there's three of us, so that's 13 teams each with one team rotating between the, all the people. And we took two teams. One was our primary team, one was our secondary team, and every other team was just a team that we were in control of. And as new supplements came out, we would convert the rules. So, you know, week one and week two, we played with the rules where, you know, like you block and on a five or six, you knock somebody down. And on a three or four, you fall down and you're both down and stuff like that. And then we found the star player book. So we haphazardly didn't read it well. <laughs> and we gave everybody skills. <laughs> so the star players that came in the book were not as good as some of these people that we just rolled randomly and go, oh, this rookie gets six <laughs> skills. And he got a strength plus one and another strength plus one. And then we, <laughs> about six games after that, found the, the companion book with additional rules. So we adapted as we went. Uh, we played out the league. Um, my friends were very pissed because I had uh, the crappy Orkland Raiders, which was a terrible team that barely, we also expanded the playoffs because my buddies believed that like, like the NFL with wildcard teams and stuff that we should have like eight teams on each side yeah. instead of four. Therefore the Orkland Raiders barely made it into the playoffs at, at seven or nine and seven. And they just went on a streak <laughs> with me under controlling and they made it to the Blood Bowl finals against my also my ogre team, the old time ogres, which Gary and Robert <laughs> demanded or accepted or I don't know what they, they thought for sure that the old time ogres were ogres and Skaven. And I wasn't going to complain about that because that's much better than ogres and snotlings or ogres. I and would goblins. play the crap out of that. That team right now. <laughs> I believe you say that every time we do this reintroduction. And I would still love um, to do it. <laughs> so when you see the stats and they show the, the crumble of the NAF in the stat book, in my world of role-playing, that is the Orkland Raiders versus the Old Heim Ogres in a... Uh, we played to three, first one to three. Uh, three to two, Orkland Raiders won. Yeah, there's my friends no time refused. Back then, so... What's that? There's no time limit back in those rules. It was just whoever scored no, the it, most. Or first to yes, three. For, for, first to three. Yeah. And I remember after I, I beat Gary to get my second team into the finals, they were done. And I think they started like messing with like either creating characters for Vampire or Traveler or some other role-playing game that we played at the time. And I was like, well, one of y'all play with me so I can play this game out. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Both your teams are there. You just do whatever. And I was like, okay. So I just <laughs> sat on the floor in my room and I just played the game out. And I 
unfortunately didn't cheat enough for the old high motors <laughs> to win the blood bowl championship, which would have been way better and much cooler, but it just didn't happen. So, so I don't think we ever talked about how long this league took. Um, we hindered us discovering girls for a, at least a year to year. I mean, every moment we had free, we played a blood bowl game. Okay. We kept stats. If a guy had the ball and he moved three squares, that was four yards per square. So yeah. that's four paces. So 12 paces. And we kept stats on these people the best we could. So this whole so league proud. took a year and a half, two years, maybe? It was definitely through ninth grade and through a lot of 10th grade. Okay. So it was quite a bit. And um, then? Then after... After that, we did several attempts to do smaller leagues that, you know, got through like maybe week five and then got restarted and several, several attempts of other leagues that just didn't happen. And we met other people and taught them how to play the game and started another league and made it about six games in. And then that game got, you know, that league got reset. Then third edition came out and nobody liked it because what the hell are these block dice? (laughs) Why? Why do we want to play this? We have charts for everything. Why yeah. do we want these block dice? There's this a huge the difference between second and third edition, if you're not aware. Correct. Um, so we didn't play for a while. And then we started trying out third edition and we didn't hate it too bad. And once again, started another league and it kind of fell through. And we really didn't get any complete leagues until... Here we are years later when I met you playing Hero Clicks, and uh, we felt like the game was phasing out, kind of. And yeah, so what happened the there is, is, you know, I my thing I'd never heard of Blood Bowl. Um, I'm getting into Hero Clicks back in the day, and I'm running events at local comic book store there in Norman, and I ended up running events like every Saturday for five years. But it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but eventually ran into Scott, he started coming and Gary started coming and then we started chatting and got to know each other and, um, he decided to run some events at Wizards, the store that he works at now and where we run all of our events. And then we just started running a crap ton of HeroClick events. Like we had them Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, sometimes on Thursdays, sometimes on Mondays. We had a giant community. We were doing amazing stuff, and then the bottom fell out due to uh, shady store tactics and some other stuff that we won't get into. Um, But by that time, we had grown a really good community of friends that we wanted to keep playing. And Scott mentioned something about this game he used to play called Blood Bowl. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. And he showed me the rules. And I looked at the rules, looked at the art by Pete Nifton. I love the fluff of the background and the universe. I'm like, yeah, let's try this. So we started playing, and we started our first league. Yeah, uh, we showed the game, I believe, to Alan played Kiro Clicks with us, uh, Brian Hill, our, our buddy Sarge. All those guys, we got into this enough uh, for that first league. And uh so only six of us because I think we I think both so. took. I yep. think we took two teams each for our yeah, very for first sure. league, and then we just, you know, made a. I think it was an eight game schedule or something like that. A Ten game schedule, something like that. Yeah. 
it, it wasn't it wasn't many weeks um sh- shorter leagues but we started that and you'll hear me if you ever listen to old episodes i try not to but i can't help it i call it the home league because it's not at a store it's at home that has and never say that. been the issue it's not <laughs> it's explaining to you yes that we play it at home versus the store that everybody has an issue with it's but called a home stop. league you don't have to say we played at home that was the whole thing no that's the fun about it, it it's played uh, at home steve because we're a bunch of friends <laughs> um anyways over time a few people came and go uh you yeah. know we became friends with scott hess he joined the league for a while uh leland gross he started playing our league that league that we had 10 seasons with that home league um which was pretty cool we had a built-in history um i came from the background of i liked random skills from second edition yeah and so we applied that to what at the time with the living rule book and stuff was like fifth edition yeah Um, and like you're if you're new you know you're used to the opportunity to do random skills we didn't have the opportunity to do random skills in the home league we did random skills and initially, it was kind of you just rolled and got whatever you got, which would suck sometimes. Um, and then we modified it season after season after season to where eventually it was a pick six. So you would pick whatever category you could choose from, pick six skills, and then roll it. And then in between seasons, you could, you know, respec and do stuff like that if you had enough gold or whatever. So we put a lot of time and effort into it. It was a ton of fun. Sarge did a newsletter. It was awesome. Um, and back when we were doing Heroclix, we'd also traveled playing Heroclix. So, you know, we'd gone to Kansas. We'd gone to Arkansas. You know, we've traveled around a little bit. Well, um, and funny enough, Scott had gone to Wizard World Chicago, right? And that seen- is correct. And he actually saw Chance before we met Chance from Three Die Block. <laughs> That's right. I I got to see uh, uh, what was his name online. I can't remember now. But like he hung Nimscrum. out with. I, I remember one of the guys he hung out with was Meatloaf X, and then there was um, oh man, big black guy. What was his name? You remember him? No, he was online. Oh gosh, you would re- you'd recognize him if you'd recognize the name. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, Chance was. Yes, I saw Chance and the guys from Iowa because they had the I think the Hawkeye Gaming Club, mm-hmm. and they played Hero Clicks all the time and play tested all the time. And so yes, I met Chance way before I met Chance. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, talking to Tim Lyons of also Three Die Block, and he mentioned the fact that if we had never started Blood Bowl and done a Hero Clicks podcast, there'd be a good chance that Chance and Polly would also have done a Heroclix podcast because they were into Heroclix at the time, too. So it's just kind of a weird coincidence. That being said, um, I discovered Slurpcast because I was working at a job, listening to a ton of podcasts, and Slurpcast came around, and I'm like, oh, cool, a podcast about Blood Bowl. And back in the day when they were doing it, they really talked up the tournaments in the area, you know, talk to people who played in the tournaments and all this type of stuff and got Scott to listen. I think I got you into listening to it. And then we ended up 
thinking, you know what, we should go to the Chaos Cup. Uh, there's also was it was it Tackle Zone? Yeah, there's Tackle Zone Radio in Australia. Yeah, uh, three die block, uh, as we mentioned. Yeah, so in those early stages of podcasts, it was you got me to listen to some of these things, and I mean, Zlurpcast covered tournaments, or at least from our point of view, sitting, you know, listening at work. You would have thought there was tournaments everywhere, every weekend, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 10 plus years ago. And because they would just talk it up and talk it up. And they, you know, they knew everybody's username and they talked to them like they're just buddies. And, you know, we fell in love with that idea, if if we're bluntly honest. Yeah. And they talked about Chicago and Chaos Cup. And then I was like, holy crap, that's the tournament that gives away a metal miniature based off the second edition chaos all-stars oh my gosh we got to go to this we can get a metal mini which i know sounds crazy now (laughs) exactly the the thing that people don't understand about that time is at the time those minis from chaos cup would pretty much if we wanted to if we sold them on ebay or any of the forums would pay for our trip to chicago they were going for seventy, eighty, hundred dollars, because it was just exclusive, and people were going crazy for them. They were so expensive. I know when we went that first year, I was happy to get one, mm-hmm. and then I think it was the second year. That's when <laughs> I don't think it matters anymore. But that's when Tom pulled me inside and goes, "Hey, dude, if you want some of these older <laughs> ones, I got them." <laughs> you know? Yeah, and. Uh, and, you know, I think he sold them from his collection or whatever, but I still pay quite a bit for them, but not as much as what I would have paid, you know, on the secondary market at the time because 3D printing wasn't a thing. So if you're young and you think 3D printing's been around forever, yeah. it was hard to get a metal miniature made, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. It was a huge deal. I was I was so happy to go to Chaos Cup that first year and just get that metal mini. I was like... I think I even told you on the way up there. I was like, no matter what, as long as I get my mini, I'm going to be mm-hmm. happy for this trip. And <laughs> so, we, you know, we're both Cubs anyway. fans. So it's Chicago. We, I had been to Chicago before, but just for like half a day. So it didn't really count. Um, so we, not only was it a chance to go to this big exclusive Blood Bowl event that was awesome, but we got to go to Wrigley Field. We got to get Chicago pizza, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and the whole trip up and trip back, we were like, we should do a podcast, you know? Because you were already doing podcasts with uh, other friends. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, they weren't gamers or nothing like that, so they had no interest in this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, we were talking about this. We already had some of the equipment through those other people. Yeah. Because uh, if, if you go back and listen to like issue zero or episode <laughs> zero, that was not on our equipment or anything. We had to go to a friend's house to record that ahead of time. Yeah. And I believe like the first couple episodes were like that too. Is like we went somewhere else to record it. Mm-hmm. And then you spliced it up and then we put it online and stuff before we bought our own equipment. But yeah, that's kind of the origin story of Steve and Scott, you know, through Hero Clicks and then like. They changed some of the rules in Hero Clicks. We weren't having as much fun. I was like, would you guys like to try this game? Because you like fantasy football, and this is real fantasy football. 
and we just had enough friends and activity in it and everybody at first bought into the role-playing side of things yeah. Sarge with the newsletter like you mentioned we once the the week was over in fantasy land Sarge then we were all just waiting on pins and needles for Sarge to release <laughs> the latest issue of Dragonfire Weekly yeah because he had three different sections he had like an editorial he had a guy who was uh, predicting winners um, power rankings was a power yeah the power and rankings the and stuff and you oh we loved it we loved it it was awesome so uh, and of course you know when we decided to do the podcast i was very clear like what are we going to do because three die block was already doing strategy and we weren't we hadn't played enough to really speak to strategy and we're not to we're not power gamers we're not looking to min max on rosters and stuff that's not our thing. And, you know, there's plenty of other podcasts that do other things. Like, we need to have a niche. What can we do? Well, our the love of our game was the fluff. So we started out doing primarily fluff, which we really should do more of, but we've gotten sidetracked by rest of life because we're going to a ton of tournaments. And also, way I, back, we decided to run our first tournament. Yeah, I mean, we we got the we bit the bug really hard by visiting, you know, seeing the tournaments being ran. Go, Chaos Cup being our first event was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like, I think there was only like fifty people or something at the time, but to us, that was just the, it was amazing. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, it was at the it was at the old bunker. We wanted to run a tournament from there on. You know, we wanted to. <laughs> To be honest, we wanted to bring what we thought the the North had, which is all these tournaments, which felt like at least one or two a month in in a drivable distance. Yeah, we wanted to bring that to Oklahoma, and in in addition, we I I am a big giant fan of the old art from the second edition Blood Bowl stuff, which is primarily Pete Nifton. There's yeah. there's other artists too, but it's a primary Pete Nifton thing, and always have loved that stuff. I mean, like. To, you know, Jack Kirby might be the creator of the Marvel Universe, but Pete Nifton is the creator of the Blood Bowl Universe. And I don't care if it comes through second edition or not, but if you go back to that art, there's so much life and personality that that's why we got the game that we have today. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he did for a guy who didn't really care for sports, he did a wonderful job of, <laughs> as he says, you know, taking Looney Tunes and sports and mixing them together. Yeah. Um, and it showed in his art, but yeah. We might not talk about the fluff all the time, but I guarantee if you listen to this podcast, you know we do care about the fluff. Oh, for sure. Uh, we care about team names, um, player names, backstories on teams, and all that. Yeah. So we are very passionate still, or at least I am probably more than even Steve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our origin story. And if you're new to this podcast and you decide to go back, you're going <laughs> to... Which is kind of amazing. My daughter is 16. We've done this podcast now for what? Uh, 10, 12, 13 years now? Well, a long time. So like a long time. I believe the first episode came out in 2011. Sounds right. At the tail end of that. Which is incredible because it's kind of a documentation of not only our gaming life, but you know, if you listen to those episodes about 20 in, you're going to hear us go through the big tornado that hit our area yep. and how we lived through that. You're going to hear uh, stories of how living through my divorce, 
which was an awful time in my life. And then, you know, how me and Steve then became roommates. <laughs> and then eventually through things of dating and everything else, you know, Steve gets his own house. And then we, we lived through all the stuff Steve went through last year yeah. and where we're at. So this is the, this is a time capsule journey of kind of me and Steve's life through, through blood bowl, the board game, you know? So, you know, I always think like when I'm dead and gone, maybe somebody will listen to these and feel like, the, you know, by the time they're done listening to some of these, that like they're part of our family. And I do think we have some people that do feel that way. Oh, for sure. Today. I mean, we, and I don't ascribe us to this, but just a matter of they would have latched on to something, but were that something. We've had people tell us that, you know, we've, kept them alive because they were feeling depressed and, you know, gave them something to look forward to. Or they were going through hard times and they reached out and we talked to them. You know, this podcast has legitimately affected people's lives. Not to mention the fact, you know, when we first started running tournaments, there was nothing around here. And now it's there was no, there was nothing in there was nothing in Kansas Kansas there was nothing in Arkansas there was nothing in Colorado there wasn't nothing in New Mexico there wasn't nothing there was an occasional tournament in Texas and I mean by occasional there was one before us and one after us and there for a while there wasn't one for a long time and now Texas is blooming with tournaments mm -hmm. like it feels like once or twice a month now which is even too much to keep up with from our perspective up here in Oklahoma or you in Colorado now, but whether people like us or hate us, you can't, <laughs> we help jumpstart that. And I don't want credit for that. Well, I'm just happy we have a community now. So if there, if I do have the time, I can go to Texas and play in a Texas tournament, you know, and go see some friends and spend the weekend down in Texas or go to Lubbock or, you know, gosh, I miss going up to Wichita and playing up in the Emerald City. But we're very blessed now that we have too many tournaments to go to. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But that's a great thing, right? Yeah. You, you know, and if you're sitting at home and, you know, we'll probably talk about this next episode, but since people are, are I don't know, maybe we could fit it in here, but, you know, people talk about like, there's just nobody to play. Well, we we ran tournaments and ran tournaments and ran tournaments until we built a community up of people who want to play the game and love the game with us. So, I don't know what else to ramble on about, Steve. I don't either. I mean, we can talk about our whole history of the podcast and tournaments and all that fun stuff, but there's no need. That's us. Um, Scott's in Oklahoma. I'm in Colorado. Is that going now, to change? Not for, for many for years, for many years, you were here in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, primarily. I mean, up until December of last year. If you are listening for the first time, or maybe you've just uh, latched onto us in the last six months, just to kind of show you, um, you know, we have over together, and most of the time we run tournaments together. Together, we have over forty tournaments ran. Um, so we do have experience running tournaments. Some would say we do great tournaments. Others might say we do so-so tournaments, and that's just a matter of opinion. <laughs> well, we um, honestly do both because that's just how life is. Collectively, I know on the NAF level, we've ran, we've won every bit of over 10 tournaments together. 
Um, so we do have some knowledge or, or we luck sack it through occasionally and and win a tournament. So that feels good too. So we're not total doofuses when it comes to blood bowl, but we might not be super min maxers like other people, but definitely not. One of the problem is we don't, we don't focus on one team. It's like, you know, I'm not going to play just one team for my whole life. Yeah. On that real quick, in case people don't know, um, Back when we started, you know, there was a couple of tournaments a year around here. And um, me and Steve set out to, we were going to try to just play a different team every tournament. And um, I think Steve hit, I think you played two Dark Elf teams in a row. I did. On one tournament. Because um, I thought. Which kind of broke that. Because st- I thought they, I thought you could, I thought you could blitz and multi-block and stab. And it was fun. And I told <laughs> you couldn't. I'm like, oh, that kills all my fun. <laughs> So my goal when I first started playing was I want to go to 24 tournaments and I want to play a different team every time I go to a tournament. And at the time, sure, there was I'm, only 24 races. Yes. And I was like, I could be the first guy in the world to do this because I don't know about this. And then I believe it was Brian Mitchell said, hey, you know, I know you're about six away or whatever, but uh, there's some other people in the world who've done that. And I did some research and it was three Australian players who beat me to the 24 tournament, 24 teams and 24 tournaments. Um, but I was the first guy in the Northern hemisphere who played <laughs> 24 teams in 24 tournaments. And then I took it even a level higher that nobody gives a shit about, except for me, I played 31 different race teams <laughs> in 31 different tournaments went because what fluff. I, because what I did is I went through the fluff and like in the fluff, there's a snotling team called the Phoenix snotlings. Oh, which is nothing but snotlings. And so, and again, at this a is before snotlings existed as a team. Correct. This, so what you had to do is play ogres without ogres to have a snotling team. There was an old team called the hobgoblin team back in second edition. It was nothing but hobgoblins. And so I took a chaos dwarf team with, no chaos dwarves, no no bulls, just hobgoblins. So I tried this stuff out um, to kind of justify 31 different races and keep it going. So uh, there was a team called, do you remember what they were called in the fluff? They were mages who like teleported around. No. Uh, they're, they're in the fluff. Yeah. I pulled them out of the fluff. I used Slon to represent them because jumping from place to place. You was stole my like idea. That's what you did. What's that? I said you stole my idea because I had that idea a long time using wizards. I understand that. But I did qualify that as playing a different race. So. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> no, I just, I never got around to getting enough wizard miniatures. And problem is we don't paint like... You know, we like we love to play the game, but neither one of us is big on painting or putting together the models. So, like, I can have the idea for an all-wizard slon team forever. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, because I'm not going to buy the models. I'm not going to paint them. Yeah. Right. I'd rather um, go work some overtime and pay somebody to paint my team. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're out there and you like to paint, give me a holler, because <laughs> i got teams to paint. Yeah. So. Um. Is that kind of like all our accolades Accolades? that we can think of? Yeah, I mean... um, Did I say that right? It's accolades, but that's fine. Accolades. We did have Pete Nifton come out for Oklahoma Bowl a year, like uh, four years ago. 
So that's cool. Yeah, that is um that's one of my favorite things is uh meeting Pete through Facebook, the wonderful World Wide Web. And then next thing you know, like within the year he's in my house hanging out with us and staying with us and we should get him back incredible. on. If he's down to get back on, I'd love to have him on. I love Pete. So. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. I don't I know he's the artist guy, but I don't see him that way anymore. <laughs> he, he's friend Pete, not artist Pete. Exactly. Which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, he definitely does not like American baseball, so we know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took him, took him to a baseball game. He did not give a shit about that. So. Well, yeah, so that's All pretty right. much us. Um, we just wanted to retouch base. If you have questions, feel free to ask. Um, we're pretty much an open book here. We don't try to hide much. If you listen to our first couple episodes, we're much more wooden because we're trying to do the whole podcast thing of, you know, being a podcast person. And after a couple episodes, we're like, eh, fuck that. That's not us. <laughs> it's like, we don't cuss a ton, but if we want to, we're going to. And it's just more natural. I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole podcast we've always wanted really was is that you turn this on and it's like hanging out with us for a couple of hours mm-hmm. and then, and then you can send us home. It's like, Oh, it's nice visiting those guys. I'm glad they're late. They're leaving. Now, well, so. time to go. <laughs> exactly. So hey. anyways, this is us. And, and uh, we could ramble on around about us forever, but I don't know if we really should. So yeah, we can ramble. We we're really good at rambling on. That's one of our specialties, but, oh, sure. uh, but we do, we do love some Blood Bowl, yeah. so you'll find you'll find out as our next coming segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Gutter Bowl next. Yes, Gutter Bowl, not correct? Gutter Ball. As much as we want to say Gutter Ball, I want to say Gutter Ball so bad. I know. I think it's because of go- uh, because of bowling, because of Gutter Balls. But all right. Anyways, we'll, we'll be take a break. We'll be back. All right, we're back. With Gutter Bowl, and it is a variant. We talked about this last episode, actually. It's a, a variant that comes with a field of Blood Bowl based off Street Bowl. Is that correct, Steve? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's a street. It's a combination <laughs> Street Bowl and Dungeon Bowl. And we did talk about it last time, but more in the general idea, because GW sent it to us, and if you're new... We do have an agreement with GW. They do send us stuff early a lot of times, and we review it. And we always make clear that that's where it came from. But we still very much get to speak our own piece to it. And we didn't have a whole lot of great things to say about this game. It wasn't horrible. It just didn't seem needed. Right. So I got to play it. Um, me and Gary broke it out. Some guys at work said that they've, uh, you know, they bought it and they actually really enjoyed it. And I was like, Oh, you have, well, I need to really give the rules a thorough reading. And I gave him a thorough reading. And then, you know, I told Gary about it and he read it and he's like, we should try this. So me and him decided to put some teams together. He wanted to use his human models. <clears throat> to play with the fluff he is he made up a team called the houdini and spelling it um like like a w-h-o houdini's hidery it's a you know a bunch of people who make magical hides for mag- 
for magicians and stuff like that. Okay. So, so like they're a store sponsored league. Yes. So yeah, yeah we, we tried to make like, yeah, like if they were in a league, what would they be sponsored like? Cause it's okay. supposed to be like people come out of the streets and you know, they're drinking beers and go, hey, I can do that. Well, let's get out there and do it. So, um, I just decided to play with my, um, Bator's Black Hearts, which if you've <laughs> heard me talk about it a million times, this is my Chaos Pack team, or what is known to today as Chaos Renegades. Um, I used all the old models that were used that gave that were giveaways at the old Chaos Cup tournaments from the old second edition stuff. So I have like a team full of like 50 models. I know you only need 16. I have like close to 50 i have a bunch of like nfl style numbers on there so there's like 73 74 60 stuff like that and my theme is is that the baytor is this like kind of like half demon chaos guy who ends up with a bar and when it's time to play games he just goes in there and grabs some scallywags from the bar and then they go play a game now if those people when i played them in our old home league if they gained a skill I would actually name them at that point and they would stay on the roster. So my roster was always fluctuating all the time with new players and it could be anybody. Like I have a guy that's holding a, a beer keg, like carrying it into the, the bar. He has a number on his base. Therefore <laughs> I could use him because he could get recruited at any time. The cheerleaders, they can get recruited at any time. The coach could get recruited that come play the game if I need to. Um, so it was always Baytor's Bar and Grill. And of course, the G was, GR was like, you know, crossed out and a K was put there. So it's Baytor's Bar and Kill. And I decided to play with them because it's a bar. They'll go, they're scallywags. They'll go out there and they'll play some gutter bowl. <clears throat> so um, building a team is very interesting. Like I read it, we talked about it. It's way more difficult when you actually have to do it to play some games. Isn't it uh, just a million? Seven. Oh, seven fifty. What's that? Seven fifty. Yeah. All re rolls are one hundred k, no matter what team you take. Um, when you fall down, the street is the street or the um, sewer is, and of course these guys are like amateur athletes. So when you hit the ground, it's plus one to the all armor breaks, no matter how you fall. And um, so it, it was a really difficult choice, but I, I'm, and you can only take five positionals. So therefore with a chaos renegade teams, there's eight positionals. You know, you got your, your Minotaur, you got a rat ogre, you got a troll, you have an ogre, you have an orc, you have a scaven. You have a goblin, and then you have a marauder thrower, right? You also have so an elf. You, you, oh, yeah, and I didn't even mention the elf. So, But you only can take five of those positions, period. So I took some just generic linemen. I took an orc because I figured his extra armor would be very helpful. Yeah, of course. I, I took an ogre. I took a troll for the same reasons they had higher armor than the Minotaur or the Rat Ogre. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, like, maybe if I can keep some guys around. And then I took a Skaven and a Goblin. The Goblin for mobility, because he had dodge. Uh, Skaven, because he's fast. And I felt by looking, 
after rereading the rules and everything, I thought like speed feels like it's going to be very important here. And I managed to actually get two rerolls into it. So I took no Dark Elf, no Thrower, uh, no Rat Ogre, nothing like that. And um, me and Gary set up. We played on the um, street field. Uh, I won my first game, I think, two to two to nothing, maybe. Two to nothing? Yeah, I believe it was two to nothing. I could, I could be wrong on that. Um, Is this by actually scoring? Like, or did you have to play well in order for you to score? Or was so, it more injury dominant since there's less people on the pitch? It's definitely injury dominant. Okay. Being able to hit first is king, especially if you can do hit and bust some armor. Because right off the gate, I got his, his numbers down, which really helped. You also can foul, and there's no ref. So you get one free ground blitz, basically, per game. Okay. Or per turn. And you might yeah. as well foul with anybody. You can foul with your blitzer because you're not worried about him getting called out, right? There's not no until ref. the end of the drive, right? No, there's no called out at all unless we misread the rule. Oh, no, it's only the secret weapon that they get possibly called out. Okay, yeah. No, you're right. So it is a brutal game. At first, when we were going into this, because I was talking to, like I said, some guys from work, they said, you know, I might play more games, but I might adjust the plus one to the armor break. Because I was like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. You only have seven players. You don't have much bench. Gary had... One bench player with his human team. Um, I had I had one as well, but he had one reroll. I had two rerolls, and I thought by having no built-in skills, I probably need those rerolls. Mm-hmm. I must say, played that game. One, I was thinking, wow, I enjoyed this way more than I thought I would. We flipped the board over to the the sewer side. We played again. Um, that game ended up being a tie. We had quite a bit of fun. We decided to play a third game. So we just rolled off and it was a street. We played the street side again. And another one-to-one tie. I mean, I fell going into the end zone with a, a go for it or okay. a rush. I rolled a one, but I was at a reroll. So it ended up being a tie. And that game, that third game, I got dominated by Gary. Like, I had tons of injuries. It was just like I only had, like, five guys on the pitch a lot of the time doing the work of seven. And it's kind of like balls to the wall. You you don't have a lot of re-rolls. You just try stuff. You know, you are min-maxing in the fact of, like, well, I better go move this guy first because that's more important than throwing this this block. But at times, you just got to – Try stuff, and yeah, it's it's a lot more dicier, for sure, because you just don't have the numbers on the pitch. Speed feels like it rules. Having built-in skills is very important. We played three games in three hours. Okay, we had a lot of fun. Now, have you played a lot of sevens? I played three games of sevens. Because that's how and I, seven felt to me is it's very dice heavy, it's very dependent on injuries and speed was important. So do you know how sevens you don't set up on the line of scrimmage? Mm-hmm. You're separated. Yeah. In street, in, not street ball, gutter <laughs> bowl. 
you set up just like a regular kickoff for Blood Bowl. Yeah. So you do have those opening couple of hits and stuff like that. Um, I like this way better than sevens. Now, I haven't played sevens in like nearly three years. Maybe if I tried sevens again, I would maybe enjoy it more, et cetera, et cetera. But I haven't. I actually enjoyed this. I enjoyed it enough that like if you told me, yeah, there's a tournament up in Tulsa. It's only an hour and a half away. It's four rounds. I might go play it. Okay. Um, I, I I did not expect to like it is what I'm trying to tell everybody. Right. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it because it did go fast. It just made you try things. You knew if you're throwing a one die block, you know that there's a chance you're going to. It's not like rolling double skulls. Because yeah. you're you have to just try some things and it made you work and so you how know, did you the to... shops and pits and the barricades and stuff how did that affect the gameplay? Um, it's funny every time I blocked Gary into a barricade, we rolled the dice, he went down. Okay. Every time he pushed me into a barricade. I would say 90% of the time I stayed standing up. So it didn't affect me as much as him. Um, the, the one thing that we are not a hundred percent sure on because Gary accidentally took my rule book home too. So I didn't get to reread this since playing just a couple of days ago. Um, on the street side, we had a lot of the balls bouncing around, hitting okay. the walls, you know, yeah. from the kickoff and stuff. So, we were very unsure if we were doing it a hundred percent correctly because we rolled at one dice every bit of like for a scatter because it kept bouncing back and forth. No, no joke. Every bit of sixteen times or or more because it just kept bouncing this way, then it bounced this way, and then you roll a d six. Oh, it's going six, so it go across the way. Yeah, bounce off the other wall. I'm not a hundred percent sure we did that correctly. Um, on the sewer side, it just falls into the drink or the water. And then the little creature that's living in the sewer or whatever mm-hmm. decides to like put it on one side of the pitch or the other. So that went a little bit smoother. Um, I will say it didn't feel like Gary ever stopped me or did I ever just stop him based on strategy? Okay. It was like, I'll take a chance with some of this dice stuff and see what happens. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't have fun. We both actually had a blast. I was I was shocked I liked it as much as I did. So right. what I'm, why I wanted to talk about this is, is because for people who didn't get it and didn't give it a chance, this is, I kind of liked it. Now, I might play it again and get my face stomped in and really hate it. But and the bad news is, it, good luck finding it. Well, exactly. It's still sold out, right? Everywhere. I think so. Um, at first, I didn't like the extra armor break. By the end of game three, the fluff of it all took over of these are just, they're people like me. They're people like you. They're, it's my neighbor out there who who's drunk too much at the bar, and he wants to go grab the Nerf football. And let's go outside and play some football. Yeah. And we go, what? What the hell? Who cares if we're in our 40s? Let's play tackle football. That's exactly what this felt like because I was just like, yeah, if I fell down, I might break a hip in real life. So 
I we both really by the time of it was all said and done, even though we both took a lot of injuries, we both agreed that we actually kind of liked the plus one to the armor break because that's what it felt like. It felt like a bunch of scrubs okay. playing football. Okay. I was so, I was curious about that. And what what about the setting up? Because like you said, you get if you set up like normal, you're getting three hits, and that can be really dominant. Do you think that should stay that way? Maybe to, you know put it back to one on the line or two. No, I, I like the setup perfectly fine. I think it's just it felt more like Blood Bowl, and that's yeah. probably why I enjoyed it more than sevens, um, yeah. because there was that opening kickoff where uh, the kickoff charts I thought were pretty cool. We did you know some different things with that. I th- they had unique kickoff sides for every side. You know, there was a stench in the air. There was one time where basically some gas went into the sewer and there was a loud noise. And it was like basically a big fart and nobody knew who did it. So we all backed up from the line, from the middle, like, like a space. So we were like, Oh, who farted, you know, mm-hmm. type deal, which was kind of funny. It just felt way fluffier than I expected. And I, didn't expect i thought we'd talk about this in the opening and then just move on and i never thought like we'd have another segment on this but we actually had a lot of fun on it Hmm. it's it was just surprising now i again i might play it five more times and every time not have a team i think if you played a league of this one speed's gonna matter a lot built-in skills are gonna matter a lot but I think week to week, there's so many injuries. You are going to have a lot of journeymen playing. That, therefore, it still feels fluffy in the fact that like it's just new people at the bar. It's the old guy well, who, who who can't walk, but he wants to go out there and play nerf football with the crowd. So he's a loner, you know. So here's um, the thing, though: is for taking that fluff. None of these are really on a team. If this isn't a regular team. So what do you think about no journeyman? They just you just get to add new players. I don't know. Without playing in the league, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, and then again, with the league, do you level up? Do you take new skills? Do you what? So in gutter in gutter bowl, if you do level up, there is a chance that you get scouted and taken away. That's true. So That's like, right. okay. So like, if I had a blitzer and I leveled up and I took tackle, let's say on him, I get to play the next game with that human blitzer. After the game, though, I roll, and if I roll a one because I've gained one skill, if I roll a one, he gets recruited to the big leagues and leaves my team, and they give mm-hmm. me like some pocket change. I think twenty k or something like that. Uh, money was really interesting because you just roll a d six, <clears throat> you get a bonus if you score three or more touchdowns. You get a bonus if you cause three or more casualties. Um, the game I won, I got 20K. Gary got 60K. Uh, the game we tied, I again got 20K. Gary got 50K. And then the game, uh, we the last game we tied, I think Gary got 30K and I got 40K. So it's not a lot of money. And dedicated fans only matter on that kickoff table. So hmm. they don't matter for anything else. Um Another thing I will say, like I said at the beginning, I didn't think I would like the armor break thing. Speed is such a giant factor in this game. I think it's good to have that plus one because I think by 
uh, scaving gutter runner being a little bit weaker when he falls down, it's going to mitigate some injuries and stuff like that on the occasional time that a gutter runner rolls a, yeah. a one reroll one on dodging away or something like that. Um, I, I, I think it's pretty good. Okay. I'm giving it a, a thumbs up after three games, and I didn't win all the games, so I won one game. <laughs> you didn't lose and, any. Uh, I, I didn't lose any either. Um, but they went quick. Um, but like I said, besides the you now, we never tried to bounce a ball off the walls. Yeah, we never did that. Uh, the kickoff was weird on the street side because the ball bounced around on the street several times. If we did it correctly. Um, and maybe that's something that could be—that's something that could be corrected too, if it's causing that big of an issue. Sure, setting up is weird though, because yeah, you put like three people on the line, and then you only have four people left, and then you have these buildings in your way or these sewer pits in your way. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you place your guys? Like the whole time we were playing, it—we felt we didn't know anything that we were doing. And we probably didn't, and at the same time, it kind of felt fun because we were. Like, you know what? I'll try this because we didn't know. We yeah. didn't know. So, fair enough. Anyways, I would say if you get a chance, because I know you have a little Blood Bowl league up there and yeah. stuff. If you or you live with a guy who plays Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. pull it out and give it a shot for real, and see what you think about it. Because I had way more fun than I should have. Oh, yeah. I have been thinking that. about it. I've been like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I wonder if there's tournament. Can you run tournaments for this? Don't see why. Is not. this in the NAF? I think so. I was just curious. Yeah. Even if not, they just put it as a specialty or whatever. Yeah, maybe so. Um, anyways, it helped that I was playing with Baytor's Bar and Grill. Oh yeah. Characters. So every game I played with different characters. I just randomized characters <laughs> to have different patrons from the bar. So yes, even. <laughs> Even in these three little tiny six-play games, I, I played with a different team every time. Except, I mean, the ogre, I don't have multiple ogre or troll miniatures, but the other characters I got to play with, you know, different characters. So it was fun. I thought you did have multiple trolls. I do. I just don't have them painted. And the <laughs> okay. man who painted all those miniatures retired and ran away from society and I wish I could get that band back to paint me. I have like 30 more miniatures for this team, and then it's done. And that's why he left. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm tired of painting your crap, Scott. (laughs) Okay. Um, Any final words about it, or shall we move on? I'm saying a thumbs up. If you get a chance, you see one out there in the wild, and you think, I don't need another dumb field because I don't like sevens. It feels different than sevens to me, and I had a lot of fun. So... Let us know what you think if you guys have played it. I I really want you and Craig to play that if you can get a chance. Well, you probably can after, after world cup. Okay. I understand. I know, I know you uppity people are going to another country to play blood bowl. So you're, you got other things to play test and worry about. Well, we also don't want to confuse rules. Not that it would, that that is a great, great, (laughs) great point. (laughs) Okay. Never mind, Steve. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Don't don't play it yet. <laughs> uh, we shall be back, and we'll be talking about leagues. On to the last part, where we shall be talking about leagues. Um, my league, I might, I'll, I'll just go quick. I think, yeah, what is your league called? I don't know. What is my league called? 
Colorado. The Denver Blood Bowl League. No, that's the other one. Like the Greater Colorado Mountain uh, League of Blood Bowl. The World's Edged Mountains. Denver League. Colorado Blood Bowl League. That's what it's called. Is the that o- what it is? Yeah, the other there? one is Mile High Blood Bowl League. But oh, there's two? They're further south, so I don't play in that one. Give give me people. Like who is it? Give me people in the further south league. I don't know. Like is that like Michael Haley? I don't know. I I know through Discord. I can give Man. you. Man, do I have to move to Colorado so you will be friendly to people and hang out? I am. Is this the only way you're going to make friends. I am kind of friendly. Uh, there's DB <laughs> M Lawful. Once you get Yellow Bunting, Strange Nineteen, Big Monkey, Ragnar, Purgatus. Oh. Big Monkey, Kai Fexler, Strange 19. 90, pa- 90 Pound Wuss, Bill from Work, uh, Something Sandwich 21, Dash Dastardly, I like that one, Caleb SCH, Jamie, Winter Horse, Steve B, Kevin, Son of Mus, Michael Tornow, who's probably Michael Tornow. Um, that looks, I mean, I think that's it for now. But there's people there. I just don't know them. Okay. Not not like I really know Who? people in my league either. I know. Yeah, who's the people in your league? TJ. And, and? others. And others. <laughs> Steve, come on, dude. Uh, Did Craig play with you? I'm playing. No, Craig doesn't play. I'm oh, playing Tim. Okay. A different a t- a Tim you don't know. A Tim I don't know. On Thursday at the local uh, restaurant here. Oh, you have like a date. Kinda. So, Ooh, right after work, head you, over. I, no, and I haven't no, been to this no, restaurant no. yet, so it looks good. I'm hoping. After work, you need to take a shower, do your hair. No. Okay? No. Put Slap on some of that smelly stuff. And be like, And then go in there, and when it's time to pay, you just tell the waitress or the waiter, like, I got it. And then wink at the person you're playing. To allude to them that, like, you're down for whatever happens after this Blood Bowl game. Shouldn't they do that before the Blood Bowl game just to get in their head? Well, whatever. Okay. No, that won't be happening, but I look to be getting a good hamburger, hopefully. <laughs> we shall That's see. not where I thought you were going to start when you said, hey. Okay. Never mind. But anyways, about leagues. No, my... my my last opponent had to forfeit. He forgot about the game, so I don't have a lot to Ooh, talk you about. you won. Yeah. So, there's that. So, how you, how's okay. yours going? Finished up, didn't it? So, yeah, we we did the, um, was a couple season nine, I believe it is. I thought it was ten. Man, I'll have to look, because I, yes, I keep forgetting it. Who because, are the people uh, in your league? Me, me, me. <laughs> Steve, what? What do you mean? Who's the people in my league? You could of course, I know the people in my league. <laughs> as, he's, uh-huh. as he's pulling it up on the computer because he forgets everyone's I, names. No, I, I know a lot of people. So this is this was season <laughs> nine of our league. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was ten for a while too, but it, it's not. So this has been a league that we've ran really not up at Wizards, and I'm gonna act like people have heard this for the first time since. We're reintroducing ourselves. So uh, back when Blood Bowl 2016 came out, you know, for a long time, Blood Bowl was dead. 
and just ran by the community. So when Blood Bowl 2016 came out, we no longer did our home league and we started doing a league through the store, but it really wasn't the store. It was like, we're Oklahoma. So if yeah, you want to drive down here from Oklahoma, Blood Bowl League. So, right. You could play anywhere, but if you wanted to play at the store, you could. And we would have a Correct. game day usually. And yeah, back in the day, we had like a game night and then just whoever showed up, we'd roll off and that's who you played. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league has been modified somewhat since the inception of uh, the 2020 rules of Blood Bowl. But then like COVID hit us pretty hard and <laughs> killed the league that season. So yes, this is our ninth league. Um, we had 22 people play in the regular season. Um, 16 of those went into the playoffs. It was a full bracket. The other people just decided they didn't have time to do the playoffs or they just thought they had no chance. So they just didn't want to mess with it. So you play our whole season. It is a month to month league, meaning that Steve can play the, you know, I'd ask Steve like, Hey, you got time to play in September. And he's like, no, I'm going to world cup. So I don't have time. Put me down to zero games. So he'd have zero games for that month. And then, if we had an odd number, either somebody sat out, you know, by like me asking somebody, or I would ask somebody like, hey, you only have five games while everybody else has eight. Would you like an extra game this month to try to catch them up? And that works out pretty good for us. And we've done that since the COVID year. We've done the same type of rule set. And then you play the whole season to get to the playoffs. And then basically the uh, regular season is just the rankings you go into a seeded tournament. So... Um, I finished the league with, um, I believe it was eight wins. I should call this up since we're going to talk about this anyways, right? Surprised you haven't since, you know. I know. How everything panned out. Hold on. Give me one second here on tour play here. So we are playing through tour play. Yeah. And I must say that um, we do enjoy playing through tour play for the most part. Our Feels league like does, can... and so does the other Denver league. And it, it appears you both do it. like we can kind of just get into this now. So people have been asking us how to run a league. The best thing we can tell you right now, go through tour play. It costs money. It's not free, but it's not that expensive. What's it cost? Like five bucks a month? Uh, it just depends on the number of people you have. Right. Um, we took a $10. What we did is we took a $10 uh, fee for every time you joined. And then at the end of the season, we had about $40 left over. And so what we did from that point is, is then I took that money and bought a team from uh, wizards. Cause I could get it with my discount. And then we had a drawing for a team. So therefore yeah. we, we gave a team away to somebody who played all season with us and paid their dues. So, and again, um, like it is pay, but it's also not the easiest to figure out at the beginning. The documentation isn't great. But go on Facebook. Even if you don't have a Facebook, just create a Facebook account for it. Find the Tour Play Facebook group, and people are great on there. They'll reply quick. The people who do the software are quick to reply and update changes. Um, so it's been really awesome. I'm, I'm convinced that Tour Play is very similar to, like, Excel, like I know enough in Excel to do my own budget for like my bills mm-hmm. <laughs> for my household. But beyond that, beyond, beyond like subtracting and adding things together, I don't know much in Excel. There's yeah. a lot of potential there. 
tour play, I feel like is the same thing. So we ran our league in there. Uh, I ended up finishing first through the league. I had, I took Nurgle. And if you listen to past episodes really quick, I took a Nurgle team with the whole idea that they were a bunch of monks who did good deeds, who really followed the bright crusaders in the old world. Uh, they were in the land of Fox hollow. And then they got, they got, you know, um, diseased. They got caught this virus, the, the Nurgle bug and everybody became, you know, Nurgle people. So they still wanted to, you know, they started playing Blood Bowl. They started playing Blood Bowl as the Fox Hollow Bright Crusaders, as like a little minor league team. And then as the disease set in, they all became Nurgle Beasts and Monsters and, you know, stuff like that, Pestigors. Um, everybody started joking around that they were the Pox Hollow instead of Fox Hollow. Instead of Bright Crusaders, they were the Blight Crusaders. And so that's how kind of my rough origin of the Pox Hollow Blight Crusaders. And I was trying to play them as if we don't foul, just like the Bright Crusaders fluff of like, we're good people, we don't foul, we don't break the rules. And through the whole season, I did, did, didn't foul, I don't think, one time. Um, I came in first for that the season. I only played nine of the 11 games possible. Uh, I won... Eight of those games, I took one draw. Um, you know, Gary was talking about he was the only guy that really could catch me in the standings. And once he told me, like, he's like, I think I'm going to take off the last month of the season and just keep my team healthy. I was suff- looking at bloat myself with uh, the Nurgle team because they're just so expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided, like, yeah, if you're going to sit out the last month, I'm going to sit out too because I knew I had the number one spot locked in. So, you know, we set out and um, maybe should have played a few more games because I could have used a few more uh, skills in the in the Didn't long you run of win looking the at whole things. thing. I haven't complaining. Yet, no, you already I, said I'm you won it. Did I? Yeah. I don't think I'm on this podcast because uh, okay. we have. I thought you did. <laughs> no, sir. Okay, we haven't podcasted since. So thank you, Steve, for ruining no, I thought, everything. Like, five minutes ago, uh, did. that's fine. I think you said that. Um, anyways, we had 16 teams going to the playoffs. My first round of the playoffs, I played a Black Orc team uh, that was, you know, obviously ranked last in the league. That's why being the number one seed, I got the 16 seed. And it was still a tough game. Uh, I did win either one to nothing, maybe two to nothing. I cannot remember on that. But he hurt some of my guys. And so in our playoffs, we clear all the injuries until you get to the to the tournament and then every week you had to just deal with your injuries so uh week one in the playoffs yeah i won two to nothing but took a few injuries had to replace some guys week two i played uh in the playoffs i played paul davies and his um underworld team and my god underworld went from like a team that can occasionally win (laughs) to they're so good with snotlings yeah the snotlings are just cheap enough. That gutter runner makes a big difference. And what Paul Davies did to me, he had enough inducements that he took Creek and he took the other goblin ball and chain guy and a bunch of bribes. And I got super blessed that the first couple of hits that he did with both of them, he rolled both down, both down and had to take a both down. And they went off the pitch, but they didn't get out of the game. They were just knocked out, and they came back a few times. So I had to deal with them. We went into overtime. I did win that one 2-1 to one in overtime. So close game. 
it was tough. And then, uh, so I made the final four, which was my whole goal with this Nurgle team is I wanted to be in the final four people. And in the final four, we had a Nurgle team. We had an Amazon team piloted by uh, Matt Strickland, uh, who had a pretty good record for the year. I don't know if he lost up until the playoffs, if I remember correctly. I think in the regular season, he was... Oh, he took one loss during the regular season, though. Only one in, out of 11 games. Um, ben Burns made it with um, to the Final Four with the uh, Demons, uh, the Crack-A-Drac crack Demons, which was a corn team. And then uh, the Durham's Destroyers, uh, Will Schaefer's Dwarf team made it to the Final Four. He took the name, if you recognize that name, old school guys, that's from the second edition. He, before the season, said, I wanted to take something from the old, you know, second edition can you give me some dwarf names and i threw some at him and he he liked that so he had a he had what is it the killdozer or whatever the you know what i'm talking death about roller. tractor death roller yeah. death roller i want to say killdozer um he, he he took the death roller on his team his team was really good like six he had a bunch of mighty blow like six guards it was it was an awful team and nobody wanted to face it. And thank <laughs> God he was on the other side of the bracket. Um, I faced Matt Strickland in the semifinals. And I will say this tentacles was the MVP of the game for sure in this game, because almost every time Matt tried to dodge away with tentacles, I held him in place. Jeez. It, including a very tight game when it was only one to nothing. Matt was within scoring distance and I had to go base his, I called them lady griffs, the four strength ball runners that mm -hmm. are called blockers for the Amazons. Um, I set up the best I could just to get people in front of him, to get people on the side of him. And I've noticed that my beast of Nurgle was six squares away from this character. And I thought maybe I could lock him up with tentacles. I made a bunch of blocks. I positioned myself well. And then it was time to activate the Beast of Nurgle. I realized I don't have a friend for my Beast of Nurgle. So I had nothing else to do. It was my last activation of the turn. I rolled. I got a four. So the Beast of Nurgle decided to act upon, you know, by himself with no problem. I made both my um, rushes and I based the four strength Lady Griff. And when it came time for him to break away, my tentacles held him in place. <laughs> he cussed me out like, <laughs> like he should have because yeah. it was very frustrating. Um, MVP goes to the the Beast of Nurgle just like tentacling up everybody possible when it mattered. And it was uh, ended up winning that game being Matt. And I was super happy because at this point, I told myself once I got in the Final Four, like if some reason I won win this whole thing i'm gonna play goblins next year because i hate goblins yeah and for some reason i'm like some weird masochist that makes packs with like my imaginary mephesto demon mm -hmm. you know i, I do like this do everywhere that. you know like uh, yeah i do this quite often to myself like oh gosh I, if i can only win this tournament i'll buy everybody dinner and then yeah. i have to go buy everybody dinner i got a meal out of and, it i was fine with that yeah i've done this several times in my life um but i really didn't think i had enough to win it all um over on the other side of the bracket, Ben Burns beat um, the Durham's Destroyers, thank God, because that was the one team that I did tie earlier this season. And uh, so it was Corn and Nurgle in our finals, which I never would have thought ha would happen. No, um, that's a weird matchup. And um, so in the finals, um, he, he was pretty beat up going into the finals, and 
he's like, I hate to do this to you, but I'm taking Hack Flim. So I had to face against Hack Flim again. And um, I would say I played a fairly more solid game than I realized containing Hack Flim. I, I ended up getting like four chances on him. And every time I used a reroll to try to knock him down and every time was a push, push. And then I rerolled in a push, push until the, the last time, which I actually got a both down and my guy had blocked. So of course I took that and uh, actually injured hack flame and got him off the field. And nice. once that happened, the game was pretty much over. So I ended up winning the finals one to nothing with Nurgle. Congrats. I went undefeated uh, only took the one um, one draw, which is um, I went back and just looked at some old stats because I knew that we had uh, our first season. Scott Hess went undefeated and won it all, too. And um, I thought he didn't have any draws, but he actually had one draw, too. So my record was like one or two games better than his by win- in the win column. Mm. So but it, either way, over the course of nine seasons, we've had two teams go undefeated and win the league, which is pretty crazy to think about Blood Bowl. Uh, Vampires and Nurgle. So (laughs) super happy with that. Not so happy I made the deal with the devil to play Goblins. I wish I would have just said a stunty team. Yeah, good luck with that. I hate Goblins so bad. I enjoy them. I think they're fun. I just don't play Uh, them. I don't have my team right I've been looking at like optimal builds to play them without a bunch of weapons. So I don't get all my guys called off the field when somebody scores, but that's crazy. It's just no, it's half the fun. Yeah. There's, uh, that's what everybody else says too, <laughs> but um, MVP, we did an MVP for our league. It ended up going to uh, Gary's rat ogre who had like a ton of casualties in like a half season or so, hmm. which is, I mean, the guy played legit like four or five games. And I think he had, Let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, look at players here. You, this thing has tons of stats, which is just crazy. We we do a random MVP just in case anybody's out there running a league, and we take like the person who's the has the most touchdowns, the person with the most interceptions, the person with the most MVPs. You know all the things that we earn star player points for. We take those top five. And then in tour play, they have a stat called best performance, which adds up touchdowns, casualties, completions, interceptions, injuries, MVPs, and fouls. Oh, that's and cool. we take that person as well, and we put them all together. And then I write their names on like magic land cards, basically what we do. And then we randomize it and flip them over until we get to the last guy. And the last guy is the number one player voted by the press is our kind of fluff about it. Yeah. This guy has most beast. Yeah, he had 10 casualties in like five games or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, He ended up winning the MVP of the league. So, um, and my guy, one of my Pestigors, he had uh, like 16 touchdowns over the course of the league or 13 at the time. Uh, Anyways, a lot of fun. I cannot believe I won the league. Um, Largest league we've had too, right? What's that? It's the largest league we've had too, right? 22 people? It, it is the largest league we had. I mean, I really do wish all the other people could have just played the playoffs. That would have been even more fun to kind of have some playing games. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, and people can choose what to do with their own free time and stuff. So I hope, I hope, I hope that, like, you know, we continue to have 20-plus people in the league. Uh, you said, like, you were talking about how you had to cancel a game or you yeah. won a game by a forfeit. We only had to cancel one game 
And we don't do cancellations where somebody just gets a free win. We just either you make up the game or we have to cancel the game if everybody can agree upon it. And uh, or we reschedule it with somebody else. And um, both guys just said, just cancel it. It's okay. So we only had one game all season with 22 coaches playing up to 11 games that we had to like just cancel outright the game. So, so this, I'm really proud of our, our league. Yeah. You know, you as, guys do as people a different way of doing things though too, right? Because it's not set in stone when they have to play. No, we, you have uh so once you find out the schedule, like traditionally I would release the schedule like two days before the month ends. Yeah. And then you would have that whole month to play your two games or three games or one game, whatever you have the schedule. And we encourage people to try to, you know, meet up at the store on Saturdays or Sunday and get multiple games going at the same time. Um, but people could, you know, I could invite you over to my house and play a game. You mm-hmm. know, if that's the only way we could do it and get it played. But no, I'm really proud of our league mates. Um, it has inspired another store in the area, a little bit further up north, up in Oklahoma City, uh, at Games HQ. Uh, Matt Strickland, the guy who's piloting the uh, Amazon team, he decided to. He works for them, kind of like I work for Wizards, you know, part time. And um, he decided to, you know, during our downtime of our our uh, Cobble League, because we run it from the end of January, you know, through about this time, right before school starts again, because I don't want to have to worry about Blood Bowl with all the band stuff my kids go through. Um, he's going to start a little like a couple month league there. And I think that's great. I heard they had. I don't know. I heard one. You told me twelve, and I heard sixteen or eighteen from somebody who randomly came in the shop the other day. But either way, they have more than ten players. Yeah, still playing awesome. Blood Bowl, and that's great. And that goes back to what we were talking about. If you want people to start doing things, you got to start it first and see if it catches fire to like you know create the community you want to play in. So right. So uh, people who are wanting to start a league, really, the main thing to do is start it. You know, you can overthink your rules, you can overthink your processes, you can overthink a ton of stuff, but it doesn't matter if you have four people, it doesn't matter if you have 40. Get it rolling, get some games played in the store, let people see you're playing it, and then people will be like, oh, what's this? I haven't played that in a long time, or I've been wanting to get into that. And then it grows and it grows and it grows. may take a while, it may never happen. But that's what... Typically 100% what you just said is true. Throughout the season, the store owner went from carrying one or two Blood Bowl teams. Now we carry like, you know, eight or more. Mm -hmm. And he says frequently, he said, they're not best sellers. They're not going to make me money. But at the same time, we sell a Blood Bowl product, you know, every week. There's something that goes out and I order something back in to replace it. Yeah. And when we get people to go up there and play games, he he has heard people say, I didn't know y'all ran Blood Bowl. I didn't know Blood Bowl was still being played. We heard that all the time too. Holy cow, Blood Bowl? Mm-hmm. This is awesome. You know, and they're and they, you know, I heard like three people that said they were gonna join the league and they took the information down and we talked for 30 minutes and then never seen them of course but that's okay yeah. we we planted the seed who knows we've done might... that with people and they came back two years later you know well exactly for sure um so you can't you can't base everything on how you want it it just has to be based on what it is 
So you get, I would recommend, and you probably would agree because we typically have done this, if you want to start a league, do a couple of demo nights, make sure you post it in the store, if the store has a Discord, or whatever, just get the word out, say you're doing demos, spend the afternoon doing demos, talk to people, show them, bring up your best looking team, bring up different types of teams, whatever, and then get people interested. Start a Facebook group, start a Discord, anything that needs to be done. Then start your league. We recommend Turplay at this point because it's a lot easier. Everybody can go online, do it themselves. You don't have to deal. I mean, back when we started, Scott was doing this all by hand, and we were physically handwriting out, you know, match reports and taking photos and sending it to him or scanning them or handing it to him in person or leaving it at the store and stuff like that. And this is yep. just so much easier now because you don't have to worry about any of that. And, you know, Turplay has all the – does it have all the rules? I mean, it has, like, kickoff tables and stuff. I mean, if it does, I don't I don't pay attention to them. So There's other sites that you can find that have the rules and stuff. But it's just so, so much easier now than it ever has been. Because you so just do it all on I your do, phone. What, what you said is true, like, the, with the Discord or have somewhere where you can communicate. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody – we're on Facebook and we're on Facebook because that's where this old man is at right now. Yep. And everybody's like, you got to have a discord because now we're switching to discord. Everybody wants to go to discord. I get that. I'm just saying, find you a home base. We have a group in Facebook. This is the cobble league or whatever. And people, I, I think there's like a hundred and something members in there. Well, only 22 of them are for our league. And <laughs> for whatever strange reason, I guess people want to, you know, look into our league and see what's going on, which is fine, whatever. Um, but that's where I communicate. You know, like I tell everybody, like, hey, it's up near the end of the month. I see about six games left to be played. Please make sure you get your games played. You know, if it's getting really close to the end of the se- the month, I'll I'll even mention those people by name. Hey, uh, Kyle Longo, Gary Brown, tell me this game is scheduled. Yeah, we got it scheduled for the thirtieth. Okay, that's all I need to know. You know, boom go from there and communicate with them. Like how many games do you want next month? Everybody please respond by this time. If you don't respond by Wednesday at midnight, then you just don't get games for the next month. And And of course this is a very structured league because not very structured. It's a semi-structured because you are setting up the matches and telling who plays who you don't have to do it that way. You can set it up to where it's a challenge league and then people play whoever, whenever, however, you know, back in the day, like you said, we'd have a game night. We'd all show up and it'd be eight people and go, okay, r- roll off and see who plays who. And then you can just match it up in the system and they play each other and move on. Yeah, it, it's really easy to do that. I mean, we had to do that with the playoffs as people, you know, won games. I'd go over to the computer at the store and just rematch up mm-hmm. the next round of stuff. So it, it's not hard at all. And it you is, chose to do a playoff. Not everybody does. Some people will do just a season and have a, that's it, and have a championship game or just have the season. Again, however you want to do it is fine. No one's going to complain. And if they do, it's really up to, do you care or not? It's your league. Right. You know, you can well, choose a, to take it, you know, suggestions, or you can politely tell them to screw off. As a commissioner... It is very much like herding cats. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care how many times you post something on Facebook and you see that everybody that should have read it has looked at it. They're not going to fully read it. Um, they're going to ask questions to stuff you just answered on that post. That happens all the time. You got to kind of, you just got to, there's just always going to be some people you baby. There's going to be some people you just never make happy. Yep. And there's going to be everybody, some people that no matter what you do, right or wrong, they're really happy. They're just happy to be there. So there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. Just do it and be as pleasant as you can is all I can say. And now, if you on, want to do something that, special for your league, we have dice. You know, we got together and we made dice. So you get to buy dice for the league and that gives the league a little money, especially since, you know, we're paying dues for the software. Um, we also did championship dice. So when you come in first, second, or third, you get corresponding colored dice, gold, silver, bronze. Um, you can do a store trophy. A lot of places have. I know you I still want to do a store it. trophy. It's just the going through the semantics to get it done. Yeah, and exactly. Get it done like I want it done, which I don't know if that's possible. But it's a whole different thing. I want to. Tr- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, there's oh also if you do run things through tour play I, I know this has turned into a commercial for tour play uh when your league is over you need to shut your league down mm-hmm. you need to go into it and tell it that the league is over and at that point it's going to ask you are you want to redraft these teams and then you got to decide and set the limits on that but if you do not shut the league down Let's say you finish in August and you go back in there because you'd love to look at stats and you're in there on December and you notice that your account <laughs> balance is like negative $30. Well, that's because you didn't shut it down. So you have to shut it down when your league is over. Um, I made sure to do that. That was part of the reason why we we played two game, the last two rounds of the, of the final four. We just played both games back to back because – I knew we were getting close on time and I wanted to have enough money left over in the till to be able to give away a team to somebody for participating in the, you know, those, the season all, all yeah. year long. So, and you know, Scott had missed that one time before and they were nice enough to recredit you, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell everybody that, but uh, yeah, they did. Um, I mean, there's customer service. Know. They're from that, you know, they did the right thing. Right. I had no clue about shutting the league down, and yes, they refunded me some of my money. So that was uh, really nice of them to do that. And and now I'm never going to make that mistake. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we've let all you know about it as well. Um, and uh, another thing you can do, just uh, since we're talking about tour play, even though this wasn't really meant, is more of playing Blood Bowl leagues. Uh, in tour play, if you have like fifteen dollars left over, let's say on your account and you shut the league down, so you have $15 left over. If you start another league, you can transfer that money from that past league to the new league, so you can transfer that balance over. I don't know if people knew that or not. That's so, cool. You know, Because what I did every time somebody gave me $10 for dues, I put $10 into the system. Yeah. So That makes sense. You know. Yeah. All right. Um if you have so how, how long is your league since we're just talking about your league? we didn't talk much about I, your league do you know i mean i don't know you don't even you don't even know how many games no what was supposed to what, what are you playing what are you playing i'm playing norris um you played two games i i don't know 
God damn it, Steve. Why do you keep asking questions? I don't know. I just go where they tell me. That's it. Dude, are, do you live? Like, do you remember anything? Not, not, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just go play. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to ask you about your World Cup trip, and you're going to go, I'm gonna I take don't notes. know. And I'm no, like, no, that's that's a whole different thing. That's a important I'll thing. I'll be like, how was Alicante? Was it pretty? And you'll be like, I don't know. It was Dude, you could ask town. me about Rome right now. I could give you a day-by-day breakdown of every single thing I did. Okay. That's a whole different thing. Um, I know that... I think we have one more week or so because they asked about playoffs and I was like, eh, I'm not going to be in playoffs because I got to do a world cup next month. So I didn't want to mess with that one round five. I think we're doing six. Okay. I get to play the new outdoor Patriot right. Patriot whites. Oh, they're undead. Oh, that's who I did play this last round, but I didn't get to play them. So next up is Kings of Tlatelcon. I'm sure I messed that up. Well, doesn't seem very both down approved to me. I mean, they're Amazon. Should be kings. They should be queens. But that's okay. That's all right. I'm currently positioned fourth, and he's currently positioned first. So there's that. Ooh, you should upset him and then join the playoffs, my friend. Uh, maybe it depends on when they are. I don't so another note I do, as commissioner, if I don't think your team name is fluffy enough, <laughs> I make you go back and come up with a better team name. <laughs> as you should. And I'm a, a pretty big stickler on that most of the time. So um, that's that's not going to change because the way I feel like is like I really appreciate everybody in my league and I love them and I'm glad we only had one cancellation all season. But it's my role-playing sandbox. I want good stories when I talk about playoff games and stuff like that. So Yeah. That's fair. Anyways. Let's see. I For got sure. one win, one loss, and another win, and uh, <laughs> nothing. I don't know. <laughs> You're, you're really into it, is what I hear. Dude, you know me. <laughs> I just play the games. <laughs> okay. I, I can I can almost tell you some detail of almost every game I played. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that. I can never do that. I couldn't even tell you the I, opponents I play. I won two games against two Black Orc teams in my league solely because I kicked off and I caught my own kickoff both times. I had onside kicks, basically. Jeez. Uh, so, I can remember stuff like that. Yeah, it says I have two wins and a loss. Okay. Don't know if that includes the last win. I don't know if that got put in or not. Doesn't look <laughs> okay, like it. Well, well what fair. this is proving is Steve doesn't really know what how to play or know stuff. So, <laughs> whatever. Steve's just going through the motion. He just wants to get to Alicante. I have had a lot of stuff go on this I know past I know you have couple of years I'm finally getting I, to I, calm down so I I agree I totally agree with you but so all right yeah. let's wrap this up let's yeah. come back with some shout outs again if you have questions ask us we're happy to tell you if we just email however we'll be back with shout outs
Welcome back. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is the part of the show that for some reason I've allowed to go on for 150 episodes. Shout outs! That's, that was a bad that's one. That's pretty weak. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm, pretty weak. I'm fine with it, though. Yeah, I should have really just cut loose because I don't have anybody in my house right now. I could have just been as loud as I want to be. Oh, wow. No kids. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like every other house. week. Um, and, I, and I love it. <laughs> no, now that the oldest one is driving, I get kids randomly. Oh, any, yeah. Any time ever. To the point so bad that I had to tell them last weekend um, on Saturday from this time to the next morning don't stop by but what if i need this don't, <laughs> don't stop by but what if i need no you don't want to stop by just put it that way it's gonna look like caligula a scene from caligula in here and um, you're just gonna have to accept it i don't think caligula had that much peanut butter in it oh i thought it was a movie about peanut butter no 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 penises oh yeah whole different thing i <laughs> I get this mixed up. <laughs> um, so, shout outs, I don't know. Episode 150, shout out to everyone who's listened, all of our friends we've made from the podcast, um, friends we will make from the podcast, and all that sappy stuff. I got nothing, really. Okay, that's fair. I, I do have something here. Um, so, you can actually see me, because we're looking yeah. at each other, even though we're not really looking at each other. So, Scott steps um, away from the microphone. Yeah, can you see this, Steve? Yes, I can. This is, yes. Yeah, so this is a a little dice cup. So remember when Joe Smith from Woodmilled Games gave us some dice cups? Yeah. Some little wood ones here. They're mm -hmm. they're made out of the woods, like the wood stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. And and you took the one that wasn't built with you mm -hmm. to Denver because it would pack better, is what you said? Yeah. Well, the, he really wanted me to have that one <laughs> so I could build it because he thought, well, Scott most likely will build it. Steve oh. might not because he wanted to know how well these get, you know, how easy they are to construct for people. Okay. And I just kind of wanted to give him a shout out because uh, he went ahead and sent me another one through the mail. And as you can see it here. And so I use dice cups, which sound like this. That is the can leather one from Chaos Cup. Back in. This is the the one from Chaos Cup. Uh, 20, you hear me shaking it? 17, 2018? Uh, 20, 2013. Yikes. It's that old. It's 10 years old. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Dang. So I use this dice cup quite often. I used to use dice towers. Yeah. Uh, I've went to the dice cup, and I've really actually enjoyed the dice cup over the dice tower, even though I like dice towers, too. So... These little dice cups that Joe have are a little bit smaller than like the one that from Chaos Cup 2013 mm -hmm. or what I call like pretty much a standard dice cup. Um, they are made out of wood, but he has some insulation inside of it to keep down on noise. So like, oh, yeah. here's a regular dice cup. You can hear that, right? Yep. And then here's the wooden one. Oh, wow. Can you Can you hear that? Yeah, that's much better. Okay, so... It does cut down on noise because I've heard a lot of people say we don't allow dice cups yeah. in our league because it's too noisy. We don't have dice cups at tournaments because it's too noisy. It drives me insane. This is the noise you get with this dice cup from Joe because it comes with the little padded stuff to insulate it or whatever. Keep Cut down on the noise or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
it was not real difficult to build at all. I built this in probably under 15 minutes, okay. maybe, maybe even under 10. You just kind of had to line up the little pieces of wood to form the cup and to get the little lid piece on. I did use some wood glue. Um, I think it was the, what's the, the Elmer's super glue. No, Gorilla. not the Elmer's wood glue. The other one. Gorilla? Uh, huh? Gorilla. Gorilla glue, glue. That's it. Yeah, okay. gorilla. The gorilla wood glue is what I used for this. Didn't take me long at all. I mean, fifteen minutes at most. Really, okay. it probably took less than that. That was for me just to take the little pieces, cut them out. You know, I didn't have much cutting to do. I took my exacto knife. They were barely attached. So I have a little dice cup, and for my birthday, Drew gave me one of those. Is it MK? What what is the case I have? Do you thick remember? Skull. Charlie Vector case? The Charlie Vector Thick Skull. XL. Okay. I have one of those cases. It has a spot for a dice cup. It will not fit my Chaos Cup 2013 dice cup because it's made for like a oval-shaped, yeah. kind of more of a backgammon-type dice cup. The one from Windmill Games, the little wooden one, actually fits into that slot fairly enough. Nice. You know. So I can now carry this in my Charlie Vector case with huh. my team and my rule books and everything else. So I now always have a dice cup in my little case that I can carry with me. Well, it sounds um, like you have two dice cups with both down low drawn. <laughs> I do. Um, so I decided also during one game to completely play with it because at first, I'm going to be honest, it's like just a little bit smaller than the regular dice cup, as you yeah. can see. Um, so I thought, uh, I bet you can't shake the dice as well. You don't get variation as much. Once I started playing with it, the mental block of like, <laughs> it's not the same cup went away and it was fine. So anyways, I highly recommend it. If you're a dice cup guy, if you have a Charlie vector case, uh, whatever you said, a thick skull case or yeah. whatever, and you don't want an oval little dice cup to put in there, you can buy one of these from Windmill Games. I have no idea what the cost is on these, but a nice little product. It is so much quieter, so I much mean, quieter than a regular dice cup. So I don't. Did mine if, come with a? I'd have to pull mine out. Does mine have the foam? You should have the foam, and the it's the same exact kit. So. Okay. Well, should we give away one? It's. I mean, it's up to you. You have you have one to give away if you. I mean, buy. you have two. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm the one who's going to ship it. So yeah, I'll just ship mine. But yeah, <laughs> I was going to use my extra one actually. If me and Gary ever get off our butts and run another tournament this <laughs> year here in Oklahoma, that's where the the spare okay. one is going to go to. Oh, well, I can always get another one from him. It's no problem. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I just thought I would give a shout out and a product review because I've actually used it and everything else because. We get a lot of stuff in there that, you know, frankly, sometimes we use it and sometimes we don't. So, well, we haven't had a contest in a while. So, uh, let's give away a dice cup and some stuff. For what criteria, well, though? Oh, let's, um, I mean, this was an, inter this was an introduction episode, right? Kind yeah. of a reintroduction. They could email us with what they maybe like or don't like about the podcast and just give us a, a short introduction of like how you got in the blood bowl maybe you were reading white dwarf and there was an article about chainsaws and you were like dude i gotta get into this maybe it was some silly nifton art that you saw okay 30 years ago maybe it was the video game 
whatever it is. Any of the video games. <laughs> right. It could have been them. like, well, you know, five, hot six, cosplay, seven. like elf cheerleaders. God, know? how many video games were there? There was the original video game in the 80s. Mm-hmm. There yep. was Blood Bowl 1, 2, Not and 3. Not in the 80s, 90s. Uh, 90s, 90s, yeah, yeah. 93 yep. or whatever. There's Blood Bowl 1, 2, and 3. There Correct. was Crunch on the mobile game. Yes, there, there was, was also the one the for old, the Game Boy. Well, that was, not the Game Boy, the DS. Yeah, but that was still Blood Bowl. That okay. wasn't a different game. It was just a different format. Um, there was the old Dungeon Bowl that lasted for like a month or two. I like that so much. <laughs> it was fun. Did the Star Player one ever come out? I don't think that did. I think I just did a beta on that. No, I have no idea what so you're talking six, about. This, I did a beta on a game. Completely forgettable. Never went anywhere. It was horrible. Um, so <sighs> the six video games, I think? I believe so. Something like that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, shoot us an email. Um, we'll give you till the end of September because I have no idea what's going to happen between now and the end of <laughs> September. So, right. Next episode will uh, probably be us talking about the World Cup, or me talking about it. How how far away are you from that? Because I have no clue since I'm not going. Are I'm leaving September third. Wow, it's dude! The weekend after that, and then uh, come back, flying back on the twelfth. And if Steve doesn't make it back, the winner of this dice <laughs> cup will be my first. Uh, podcast partner for the one episode <laughs> i mean at that point you just got to get with craig and get all my crap and then you'll have to ship it out yourself right so i'm here's a tangent folks so um here we go i've built my corn team yeah and i tell you what i so mad at gw for making these models that are like mid-stride running leaning over <laughs> i hate it so much i've done everything possible i can bot- Base your base. Why don't you fill up your bases? Fill them up? Yeah. Put like filler in it so they don't fall over. Then you'll stop complaining. I mean, I put like skulls and stuff in there so it looks like they're stepping on skulls and stuff like that. The empty bottom base. Just get some putty or whatever and fill it up so it has a solid base. The model doesn't fall over. I'm talking about these corn. Okay. Like the corn warriors, what are the blood seekers? How they're like, they look like they're falling over because they're mid stride. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I had to like cut the ankle on them. Oh, okay. Shave it off to straighten it up. So it looks like they're just running wonder. Ah. Anyways, <laughs> I built my whole corn team with extra people that are like, I have some, I have extra linemen in case I ever want to run corn with morgue. And then I have, some journeyman characters that will definitely be for journeymen. And then um, I just, I'm two figures away from finishing um, the nobility team. And boy, some of them are kind of a pain in the butt to put together too. Didn't we just talk in the beginning about how we don't put together teams and we don't paint? See, I was going to correct you on that, but then I was like, I'll just save it for later because I've done nothing for... For like five days, almost five days straight, I've done model. I even modeled a vehicle for Speed Freaks. Yes, I haven't played it since Chaos Cup last year, <laughs> but I built, I built a rig for that, 
and I've just been building stuff lately. So I'm okay. like just every night instead of like letting my brain think of luciferous activities, I've been just going to build, turn on the radio and build some models. So fair enough. You know, that's what I've been doing. And is your nobility team? <laughs> I should be talking to you about this off the air. Okay. Is your nobility team in storage? No, it's is at, your blood bowl set. It's at, is that Dustin's? He has it. He has two oh, boxes. Man. Oh, wait. Okay, the then other, I can the, make this. The true, the one that I have painted or the new ones? The new ones. Yeah, new. The, I have two boxes of the new ones. They're with Dustin Parsons currently waiting to be painted. Oh, man. Now, if you need I something. Didn't know. I thought you already had. Oh, I need something. I need a. I, I just need. Well, it doesn't matter. You can talk to him. I, I don't care. I'll have extra, so. Okay, I might do that. I I need one more like kind of lineman figure, and I have a thrower built. Yeah. But after I built both throwers, which I did first, I found a way to like make a slight variation that I want to do. Okay. So, like, I can replace your thrower for that one thrower that I want. And yeah. So forth, but I might talk to Dustin. So yeah, I'm fine with that. We'll go from there. All right. Well. <laughs> trying to find somebody i just need like one sprue like just a couple of figures on there so i can do what i want to do i've been trying to make figures just slightly different so they're not all the same i don't need if anyone like, out there has guys. extra linemen of i assume linemen or what are they well i need yeoman so so what i need specifically off the sprue i need the parts for the thrower i need the little eagle that goes onto the the knight or the blitzer figure that I want to put onto the thrower itself. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I'd like uh, one more lineman. If anyone happens to have these available, um, contact us and Scott will be happy to give you five bucks. Oh yeah. I actually, if somebody had a, just a half sprue, I'd pay 20 bucks for it. So there you go, people. (laughs) I mean, somebody might have one laying around they don't want. So possible. It's always possible. Anyways, yes, I've been building actually a lot of stupid models lately. So, um, okay, your whole line of we never build models is I don't mind building the models. I don't want to paint them. I don't mind painting. It's just I have to have like back when I had the house and I had a dedicated room that I could set up a painting station and I had TV in front of me so I could just watch the baseball games and paint. I was great. I enjoyed it. But I, I don't have any paints, don't have any brushes, I don't have anything. And I don't have space, I don't have, I mean, I have time, but I don't have space anymore. I, I totally get it. So, anyways, that wraps us up. I think uh, we've gone on enough tangents. and I'm sure. Quite, fr- quite frankly, I'm really tired. Okay. <laughs> well, I gotta get up. I gotta, I gotta get up tomorrow. I can't believe you're going to World Cup, though, in two weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting, well, it's like three weeks, but still, like... I know, dude. That's still crazy to me. It's it's finally here, and then it'll be gone, and it'll be like it happened, and just it's life is weird, man. Take lots of pictures, make lots of memories, make lots of notes. Oh yeah, I've got get some good phone numbers. I've got my sheet. I've you know I created a a tracking sheet, like, and I've got it figured out great now. It's two-sided. It works great. It keeps track of everything I need turn by turn. You know, when to get casualties, you know, when they happen against me. 
I can write out, you know, what happens each turn. The issue I have currently is I need a good way to hold it onto something to write on. Because it's, it's two-sided. So, like, I really need, like, a hard surface with three rings where I... But there's small rings to where Just I get can... Just a clipboard and flip it. But that's the problem. Is by doing that, then I have to, while they're playing, you know, flip it over. And, you know, the casualties are on one side and then the report's on the other. So there's a lot of flipping and then clipping and unclipping. And it's most likely what I'm going to do. But I just wish there was a better way to do it. And if I had I gotcha. any clue how to put this into a tablet and then just write on it, I would be ecstatic. But hmm. I have no idea how to do that. Oh, well. You'll have fun either way. Yeah. I'll take it's, lots of This is still shout outs. I remember the other person I was going to shout out. Okay. Uh, I was going to shout out Brian Mitchell from Slurpcast, who we talked about earlier. Yeah. He played 300 games with dwarves That's in that tournament. Yeah. So not only congratulations to that accomplishment for, I don't know how you can play one team all the time, but <laughs> in reality, what you've done fluff-wise is exactly what I wanted to do, but you were already doing it before me, mm-hmm. which was playing dwarves all the time and creating this fluff and stories and everything. So you beat me to that punch, Brian, but congratulations on that. But not only that, uh, at Gen Con, he won, I think it was called like the Hoosier Hallabaloo. It was a yeah. tournament, I think, on Thursday. Uh, so the uh, the 40 Miners, the 40 Miners, uh, has won another tournament and put up another banner in what he calls the Big House. And the legendary dwarf team continues on. So I just thought I'd give a shout out to that as well. I thought the that was king of the fluff. Cool. Kind of cool for a fluff standpoint. So. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I guess we'll talk to you next month, Steve. Okay. I'll talk to you. See ya. Bye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Real Scott Prime. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. I'm not watching. Did you just point at me? It's not it, but whenever you want to start. <laughs> okay, I, I put the camera on so now I can watch. <sighs> and you've lost it. Welcome to... <laughs> is it, it's welcome. <laughs> welcome to episode 150 of Both Down. The number one global podcast. Okay, ready?